Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. Is this a onesie? For those of us just listening to the audio, you're missing out right now because Julian is in a full body cheetah ensemble. Uncaged Wisdom, Cheetah Digital's podcast for modern marketing. Hello again, and welcome back to another episode of Uncaged Wisdom, the podcast for modern marketers. I'm Julian Bracey Davis. And I'm Kila Sigmeyer. In this Uncaged Wisdom special, we have an extended conversation with Riff Martin, founder and CEO of Skibify. Skibify takes the standard online shopping experience we're all used to and puts it directly into an email. This skip sounds bananas, B-A-N-A-N-A-S, but after listening to Riff explain how they enable frictionless commerce and one-touch purchasing from anywhere, you'll be sold and checking out your cart and your inbox in no time. You also hear how all this plays nicely with Cheetah messaging too. You got it. Thanks, Julian. Appreciate it. All right. So for our icebreaker question, we'd love to know what is the best and worst jobs you've had and why? Uh, I was a janitor for the computer science department at Berkeley I, when I went to college. Goodwill hunting. Yeah, it, minus the whole solves all the problems on the chalkboard part. Um, I, I, I worked full time as a janitor to finish Berkeley without any debt. That was a total disaster of an experience. There were some tough parts of being in that job, but the hard, hardest part was just like going to school and doing that and trying to have a, some sort of a life at the same time. I reserve like some of my highest respect for anyone who is, you know, people talk about multitasking. There's like levels of multitasking. And that was just a very hard, um, very hard experience personally but it was great character building. And then, and what was the other one? Best job? Skipify, 100%. Gotta, gotta make stuff better, right? It was awesome working at the responses team previously also. I'd say that was a close second, but I really, really appreciate the team we have at, at Skipify. Today, we're gonna to be talking about the, the, the quite brilliant software and what you're doing of email with Skipify. Um, we're very excited about that. and. Behind the scenes, me and Kayla have actually, you know, been talking to some clients who, um, you know, you've been working with, which have, they're, they're very excited with it too. So we'll come on to all this. But before we jump into all that, could you actually give us a little bit of information about who you are and how you took this magical journey to, to date? Yeah, you bet. So I'm Riff Martin. I'm the CEO and founder at Skipify. And before Skipify, I spent about five years at Responsus, Oracle Responsus. And had another startup that, that we exited to Oracle back in the way that I guess it was responses back then, but, um, and really spent about five years working in the, in the trenches of email marketing with some really neat brands. And, and that was the start of Skipify. What was happening was any email marketer knows this or any marketer in general, you create these experiences for, for customers and potential prospects and and oftentimes there's this emotional, this inflection point where a person decides, I want to buy something. And the problem there is once they've made that decision or they think they want to, like, cue the work. Now the work begins for that person. They've got to click through that email and go to the website and hopefully the products are there and they got to add those to a cart. If they wanted to buy multiple different products from that email or that message, well, then they've got to 
go find those on that site somehow, right? Otherwise, they're even just buying one product from that from that one email. And so, if if you look at that flow, there's just a massive um, abandon rate. It's seventy plus percent of people quit that process. Over ninety percent of people abandon the purchase process through mobile. Uh, just as as one data point, right? When they're when they're trying to purchase from email in particular. So that was the start of Skipify. Um, was to was to fix that problem for email marketers in particular, but for all marketers to create shopping inside of the message itself. And so that's what Skipify does. We call it commerce anywhere. And the idea is to move shopping up funnel for merchants. Right now, shopping is trapped on a website. Got to go to a website. We live in this world where you can, you can have curbside delivery in person. You can buy online and pick up in the store. Uh, you can do same day delivery, all of this, you know, you can, now you can just walk out when you purchase in stores, you can get curated product in store experiences based on what you browse online. There's a ton of different ways to do commerce in person now, but online, it's all the same thing. Go see the marketing message, click through, do all the work to shop on the website. And so what Skipify is doing is, is to create an easier frictionless way for people to shop online and for merchants to have the tools to be able to do that really, really effectively. I, I believe it's a, a couple of years. How long have you sort of been, I guess you might have been ruminating on this for a little bit longer, but when did you uh, sort of s- stick the big head out and go, right, this is, we're doing it. Yeah. So Skipify is just over two years old. We spent the first nearly two years in a nerdy term is in stealth mode, but that, what that really means is like, it's, you have, you need to do more work before the product actually works. And so we spent about a year and a half working with our first alpha customers and, and got a great partnership with Gmail to c- help create shopping and purchasing inside of Gmail um, and help uh, merchants actually get approved to, to do interactive emails inside of Gmail through that partnership. Um, so that was the first year and a half. We announced that the Google partnership between Google and Skipify very end of October of, of 2020 and, and then into the start of November of October, 2020. That was the first announcement of Skipify as a company. We didn't announce our, you know, early financing or anything else like that. That was really just our, our first announcement was the the event we did with the Google team to sh- to show off shopping inside of Gmail powered by Skipify. That that campaign has been going very well, and and the early customers there have seen some really neat success, thirty plus percent increase in revenue from email that has interactivity and, and shopping powered by Skipify inside of it, and. We also learned a whole bunch too. We had we had some campaigns that were a total disaster. We had some campaigns that had worse performance than control. We learned, you know, some best practices of what not to do. There's if you if you if an email marketer in particular gets access to, hey, you can make your emails move around and have motion in them and have interactivity and animations and and all these things. Then there's like lots of stuff that you can do. And so we also spent some time learning what not to do um, so that now as, as we're, you know, continuing to work with merchants and, and, and share with them some best practices. So, so they don't have to make those mistakes and, uh, and have those, you know, those, some of those painful learnings too. So that was the first, just about two years of the company. And, and now we're just starting to open up the platform to more merchants and just starting to get additional merchants in and and that's been going really well so far you are literally in the the tidal wave of the first three months of being out there and even before that we started working with the cheetah team on on some of the integration work 
seven months ago, eight months ago, is even back before we had announced the Gmail partnership, we, we were starting to connect the platforms between Skipify and Cheetah. And so that's, you know, I, I think that's a helpful thing, particularly for Cheetah clients to understand. Um, there's a lot of questions around AMP for email and interactivity inside of the inbox. And, and, um, and so what Skipify has been able to do is make all that just very easy for email marketers. And that's why that the Skipify to Cheetah connection and integration exists is because email marketers already have a process of how they build emails. What they don't want to do is, is have that process and then bolt onto it an additional process for building an interactive or a shoppable email. And, and part of the reason for that is not only is that a net new process and net new code and net new protocols, some of which that, that brand has to go learn, right? They have to go learn AMP, which is a different mind type and language from just standard HTML email creation. But they'd also have to learn an additional protocol to do uh, the AMP works inside of Gmail and very soon inside of Yahoo. We're working with the Yahoo team to right now to deploy AMP inside of Yahoo as well. But then there's also a separate protocol to get interactivity inside of Apple-based inboxes, right? So, so most email marketers just look at it and throw their hands up and say, it's too much. Sorry, I'm just, I'm going to stick to what I know, which is understandable. And so what Skipify does is, is we just make it automatic to create those interactive and shoppable versions of the email. And so we start with that HTML template that was the existing template that merchant built anyway. So you can imagine like take a cart abandoned template. It's the perfect, great, easy example. They have a template of how they're going to send that cart abandoned email. Well, what if that person could just select the items they wanted inside of that email or edit if they wanted a large or a small or a different quantity or, or separate items. And then they just click buy from directly inside of that email message. And so if, if you're a, a marketer that uses Cheetah, what you can do is talk to your Cheetah rep and, and also reach out to Skipify and we get partitioned access to your Cheetah system where we can just take the template that you're already using and we do all of the work to make it interactive and shoppable. And then it gets loaded back into Cheetah and it gets sent through Cheetah. And then we did the work between Cheetah and Gmail and Yahoo to make sure that, that it's being deployed correctly, deliverability is great, everything gets into those inboxes correctly and gets rendered in the right format, the right structure, the way that that merchant wants. In many ways, uh, I call it the golden goose for a lot of people because firstly, we've always wanted to interact, do more in an email, moving to the next level, even past that to purchase and make purchase decisions in that email really is the way. And it sounds like what, what you guys have, have really sort of nailed is, is bridging that gap because the challenges, the technical challenges have been just, I wouldn't say insurmountable, but as too much effort would have to be put into it. But you have... You have basically taken that step. We productized that. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and we built software that does that automatically. We convert those templates using an engine that we've built. We're also a level one PCI compliant payments company, just like Stripe and, and PayPal. And so, and that alone took, you know, nearly a year, to, over seven months to do the, just the audit portion of that, not even just get all of the infrastructure and systems in place on our side. That was many additional months before even that. The first audit took place for for security um, and PCI level one, and so you know I think there's there's all sorts of steps that any merchant would have to do to be able to. You think about all the steps that need to happen. In addition to that, they've got to go and try and get the approval from Gmail 
They have to always make sure that their code that's, that's creating these types of messages is not only to standard, but actually renders correctly. Otherwise they might not be able to do it in the future, right? Because you can imagine from, from Gmail's perspective or, or Yahoo Mail's perspective, the user experience inside of their, their inbox, that's the Gmail experience, right? So if, if an email marketer builds a, a template incorrectly that doesn't function well here, most people aren't going to look at that and be like, oh, it was the merchant that's sending that email. They think it's the inbox that's breaking, right? And so that's, I think that's another part of it is, is each one of these emails is a, is a new code-based product that needs to get shipped. And so as a merchant, you have to appreciate the effort that goes into that. And, and a lot of times, I think that's the limiting factor is people and, and merchants, senders look at that and say, we don't have the, it's just so much effort to do that well every time, we're not going to spend the effort to do it. And so that's where they can lean on Skipify is to say, hey, we want to create these better experiences. We want to create interactivity. We want to create shopping inside of the inbox, but we're not going to hire 20 developers internally. We're not going to spend two years, you know, building the core infrastructure and we're not going to become a PCI compliant company. Right. So, so that's where, and also we want to keep the email sent system that we're using. We want to keep Cheetah. Right. Uh, I think that's another piece to it is as a, we've made a point as a company to not be in the email sending business. We're a payments company at our core. And so that also allows us to build technology for Cheetah, right? And to work with the Cheetah team, we're working with the, some of the product leaders and product managers at Cheetah to, to collaborate and, and figure out how to get the tech that Skipify has built and been working for years to build into the Cheetah platform and experience for Cheetah customers. I think that's the, that's the real neat, cool part. If I were a merchant that I'd be super excited about is that they could just start using that without any of the you know, effort or pain it takes to, on the front end. That is really interesting. Um, certainly something I hadn't thought about before, but it makes complete sense. You, as Skipify, uh, you guys would class yourselves and have defined yourselves as essentially a payments company. And part of the reason for that is because, you know, email is a key, is a key channel and we spend a lot of time in email, but it's more than just email. Like email is just the start of creating these commerce anywhere experiences. If you look at display ads, for example, we have the ability to enable shopping inside of a display ad, which dramatically improves the performance of display as a channel, right? And so um, you can also embed that type of functionality in affiliate websites or blogs or text messages. And you can even put it on your website as a, as a checkout protocol. And so what that does, if, if you're a merchant is, let's say Skipify is enabled through your checkout on your site, what, what's happening then is anytime someone purchases on your website through that method, they're then creating a Skipify account so that when they see an email from you or a display ad or they're on an affiliate site or, what, or some influencer site that contains your product, they can just buy it from right there, right? And so I think, you know, the, the, the idea for us there as a company is to, is to be that payments infrastructure and that connective tissue that enables merchants to build those types of experiences. And that's what we mean by frictionless commerce or commerce anywhere. In a lot of cases, it starts with email. It, and, and then that email marketer can, you know, not only build shoppable emails, but do that in a way where they're building their payments list internally, right? And then a, sub, a growing subset of their customer base 
can just transact with them in, in all of these different places. From the, from the brand's perspective, I'll set up a scenario, uh, Riff, and you can sort of help me sort of to, to, to rationalize or work through it. Let's go for a um, yeah, prospect series or actually abandoned cart, perhaps your pre-abandoned cart. They've yeah. sent a series of emails. They know they've had some browser behavior. Maybe it's a new shopper, so someone who hasn't actually checked out before. Right. The traditional piece would have been to keep perhaps sending them abandoned cart email with the products or at least the, the tier of products that they were browsing. Yeah. This seems like a good example of where actually this is where we could add a skipify element to sort of enhance and well yeah frankly change yep. up that step that's a perfect example and a really easy get started use case if you're a merchant that's on cheetah right now start doing cartaban and shoppable with skipify and and the the way that that would work is for inside of the cheetah platform you wouldn't have to change any of your targeting or your logic you have an existing saved template that lives inside of Cheetah that contains some of that, that logic for which, which uh, product information is gonna go out in that email, right? And then there's also a design and a look and feel of that template. There's branding, there's the other copy, there's all of that stuff that lives inside of that template. And so what Skipify does is it accesses that template securely because we have access, we would be granted access to that template inside of the Cheetah platform. We keep all of the look and feel and branding the exact same. So it looks and feels exactly like the existing card abandoned template. And then for the areas where it would show what products that person had in their cart, we then embed the ability for a person to interact with the product data, change the color, change the size, change the quantity. In addition to that, just like they could add items to a cart on the website, they can, they can select the items from inside of that cart abandoned template that they want to purchase. So let's say they were three items in their cart. They only wanted to buy two of them. And that might be why they abandoned their cart. Number one reason for cart abandonment is the price was above, the total price was above a certain threshold a person wanted to pay. Well, let's make it easy for them to fix that, right? If, if items one and three keep them below $100 all in, great. Then, then they can select items one and three they can do that action from inside of the inbox using the shoppable Skipify email. And so they'd select the exact product options they wanted right there. They'd add those items to their cart from inside of the email, and then they'd click the buy button inside of the email. That button is the Skipify purchase button, which then communicates with that merchant's website and through API conducts the purchase. It sends the payment information back to that order management slash e-commerce infrastructure, whatever they have on their side. And then that purchase is complete. And, and there's a, a few ways based on what the merchant would like that we can settle that payment. But what the email marketer should know is whatever template you had before, we can just make interactive and shoppable. And for cart abandoned alone, we've seen consistently a 10% plus increase in, in performance from cart abandoned just by doing that. And then what, what's really neat about that is Whenever that person just bought through that process, right? It, by taking cart abandon and making it shoppable, you're also creating this wedge for yourself as an email marketer, where you're starting to build the population of people that can that can then transact inside of email, right? So that so the let's say the next email that you send that person is the confirmation email from that purchase. If you had made that confirmation email shoppable, 
using Skipify, it would then show potentially recommended products for that person, right? But if that person wanted to buy one of those emails through this confirmation email, they just hit a button and buy it directly inside of the email, right? And if you send them the shipping confirmation, and that has been made shoppable, right? Because the purchase is going to ship in three days or five days or whatever. And that email has been made shoppable. Then as that person opens the, the shipping confirmation, which is one of the highest open rate, you know, we consistently see 30, 50% open rate on those, on those emails. You can cross sell it as, as long as the core purpose of that email is shipping confirmation. You know, even if that person isn't in your email program, you're allowed to send them shipping confirmation. And if you make that a shoppable email that has recommended products at the bottom of it that the person can interact with, guess what? You just took every person who bought on your website and you and through that shoppable email, you now made them able to transact inside of the confirmation and the shipping emails that you're gonna send. And that extends not just to people that have opted into the email program, right? Um, same thing for delivery, your, your purchase got delivered, here's the delivery confirmation, right? So, you know, you can start to see the, I think the value of this as, as an email marketer, okay, let's, what you're doing then is you're creating this base of value that you can then tap into later because as you send those people future, future email programs or future confirmation or whatever else, then they can just buy from right inside of the email. And the, and the data point that's super important for most marketers to ask themselves is what percentage of the people I send my emails to right now can actually shop with me? And in many cases, it's 0.1% of the, of the send population, right? Maybe it's 1% or maybe it's 5% because if someone has to open the email and then click through on the website to be able to shop. And so what that, what that email marketer can then do is multiply that percentage of people by, by 10x, by, by allowing for shopping to happen inside of the email itself. How long does it take typically to, either from the planning to the actual build of the email, to converting the standard email into the shopper email for a brand? So we, we tend to think in these two phases. And the first phase is like the get to know you introductory onboarding, get our ducks in a row. That phase takes about 30 days and that allows us to get correct access in the Cheetah platform, access into all the product feed data that might live in, in Cheetah or might live other places. It allows us to get all of that stuff lined up. It also allows us to get a, a look and feel for that brand's creative and design and, and how they build campaigns. You know, for example, are they, are they, product heavy or not? Are they, how closely are they mirroring the website experience inside of the email? There are, these are all things we're looking at as we're looking at the templates that exist for that, for that client. And then in the next phase, so call it post 30 days, with that 30 days got us all of the stuff we need to do to connect all the infrastructure. Most of that work happens on the Skipify side. There's a little bit of work that needs to happen from either the developer side or the, or call it like the product feed side on that on the merchant side of it. And then we get access to um, partitioned access to the Cheetah platform. That's the first 30 days. And then in that 30 days, they tell us, hey, go rebuild templates X, Y, and Z. And then our team goes and does that. And we come back to them after that and say, okay, here's your new card abandoned. Here's your new purchase confirmation or whatever else. Once we've done that work in the first 30 days, 
in, in a lot of cases, we can turn around a net new campaign, like an actual template, in many cases within minutes or hours, if it's a pretty standard template, like a lot of times net new product, you know, it's a new product email, for example, they'll follow the same sort of structure in terms of, hey, there's a hero image, there's two to three products that are featured, there's a click out. If it's, if it's similar to a template we've already done for that merchant, we can, we can make it shoppable automatically and, and just through our AI. If it takes, if it's a net new template that we've never seen before, might take us a day or so to return that back in a way that's shoppable. And what what's important about that is in the first 30 days, what we did was get a sense of the design and style and UI that that merchant is using. And then as we're creating these net new templates, we're, we're, we're doing our best to match it to the style and design of that ex existing template structure. So it makes it so that the approval process is very easy for the merchant. In, in many cases, you know, there's no net new creative approval. They say, oh, here it is. This is what it looks like. Great, thanks. And that's the process then as, as go forward is then, you know, we, we look at mostly the, all of the automated campaigns that happen inside of Cheetah and we rebuild those to be shoppable. And then we the ones that make sense at least. And then for net new campaigns, there's an expectation of, okay, this is a product focused template or it's, it's something where we're selling products specifically. Let's queue it over to the Skipify team. You can send us an email. Pretty soon there'll be a button inside of the Cheetah platform, knock on wood, where that, that actually just happens automatically inside of Cheetah. And then they do nothing else besides just, just check that button. And, and then that sends the template over to our system. Our system converts it. They get a notification back. And if they have any edits, they can, they can provide that inside of the Cheetah platform. We're not there yet. In the interim, they just they send us an email or ping us on Slack to say, hey, we've got the new template uploaded. And then our team goes in there and, and then tells them when it's ready to review. And that could be for a full service customer or a, that's using this, the creative services team for for Cheetah, we can work directly with that team as well. Or if it's a self-serve customer that's just inside of the Cheetah UI, it works with both, both models. From um, the customer side and the data side, how are you mapping things up? So let's say there's a loyalty program, right? And you have a customer who is shopping from the email. How are brands and or, and or Skipify mapping that customer back for their loyalty program? In terms of how do we know it's who the person is? Yeah. Yep. So there's a couple ways we can do that. We, if that merchant has the ability to um, match back through email address through a website purchase, and they and they merge that data on their side through their you know e-commerce system or through your guys' platform, that's one easy way to do it. Another way to do it is through a token about who that user is, where we're passing that data back to that merchant based on a, a token. Um, and then the third way to do it is if they want us to process that transaction directly, which a merchant can have us do, we're just sending them that person's purchase data and we're mapping it directly into that user record. So whoever, if that's Riff Martin, we're saying this person, ha this purchase happened, you know, by Riff Martin and here's his customer ID. And so, you know, whatever database that lives in on that merchant side, it, you know, that the data goes back to that system as if that person had purchased directly on the on the website for that for that merchant and and we can even go as far as to create the equivalent of a logged in purchase by using a token with that 
with that merchant as if the person were logged into that merchant's website. That's maybe my next question. It's returning customers. So you guys are automatically able to do that. If a merchant wants to, yeah, we can absolutely do that. We can, we can create a, a very simple token on, on our side that matches back with their system that says, hey, this person is, log is completing it as a logged in purchase. And then, you know, in terms of loyalty points or rewards, you know, the customer likes that. And, and obviously the, the merchant loves that too, um, because then everyone, everyone gets the same outcome as if the person had just, you know, logged in and, but then they don't have to do the login. It's less than, we're seeing less than 10% of people actually logged in to merchant websites, even when they have accounts. Part of that is just the frequency of purchase, right? It's, we're seeing like around a year roughly for, if you look in like retail, for example, for repeat purchase. And within that year, most people are, you know, they're either shopping from a different device where they're not logged in or their cookies got cleared or whatever else. So for the merchant, it's a neat way and kind of a little hack to allow them to have a, a customer make a purchase as if they were logged in without having the person have to go through all the work and steps. Because once they have a Skipify account, they can just- For me as a user, is there a place that I also log in to see transactions or is it really, as in like a, a Skipify place where I see my transactions, or is it really just um, that oh, it's almost like a permissions based thing of like Julian says, I can use Skipify. And if he, if he says it again, I can just do the one click on the next email. So the, the first thing from a, from a merchant's perspective is none of the processes of interacting with your customer change at all. So like the confirmation email, any returns or issues with that customer, Skipify doesn't interact at all between the shopper and the merchant. And that whole process and all those protocols stay exactly the same. So that that person would still get the order confirmation email from the merchant when the purchase is complete. That user has can log in their Skipify account through our website. We have an app that's iOS and Android app on the consumer side that are going live where that person can go see all the stuff that they've purchased through Skipify historically. They can also go in there and rebuy products and things like that. And they can change their payment method. They want to add a different card or, or select new, you know, a new card or something else that they can apply for inside of the, inside of the app itself. And so um, that's the, those are the two simple ways of, of thinking about it. The, the point of the Skipify app is mostly for the user to manage their permissions, their settings and their payment method. And that's, those are the three things as a core function. And then once that person has a Skipify account, all of the rest of that merchant's systems just remain intact. In the last six months, Apple have really put their foot on the pedal for Apple Pay. Everywhere I look, it seems, and I'm on an, an Apple device, that's why yeah. there is the Apple Pay button. It's good in that it's encouraging a behavior that you also will be uh, in, encouraging in consumers and customers. Yep. But how do you, how do you see that particularly? Is that is that a, it's not competitive necessarily, but is it is it fighting for space, or would would a would a merchant or a brand say actually, I, you know, I, I don't want Apple anywhere near this? Yeah, it's a great it's a great question. And to answer the the last part of that first, there are a lot of merchants that are saying we don't want Apple Pay anywhere near insert blank, um, and for a number of reasons, right? Apple's using that data; they're cross selling other products based on that purchase data they're sending confirmation information, you know, they're telling people about the purchase. Some of these like these moments where a brand and a merchant could, could be connecting with that shopper, Apple's disintermediating that experience, right? And they're, they're also doing that to get the data so they can use that data for that person, right? In their advertising ecosystem and 
and all sorts of other places, right? And for marketing purposes inside of the email inbox and, and all sorts of things, right? And so, and then in addition to that, Apple has their own payments and, and credit products. So there are lots of merchants, particularly larger merchants that make a ton of their profits through, through credit products. And, and if, you know, if, if all of a sudden Apple Pay is there and, and trying to cut into that part of the pie, then that's very, can be very challenging for merchants. And even if you're not a merchant that has your own credit products, you still want to have your own data. You want to be in control of your data and you want to be in control of your customers. So I think, you know, what we did was looked at it and say, hey, there are these other payment options, Apple Pay and, and some of these other options, even like a PayPal or a, an Amazon Pay or a Google Pay. But what if someone reinvented all of this to try and be most helpful for the merchant? Because if you look at what all those other brands do, they try and add value for the consumer, right? They're creating consumer focused value. How do you send money back and forth between each other, right? How, like it's all of these applications just for the user side. And that's super important. But if you start asking questions about what's important for the merchant, the answers are like way different. They're like, we need to have the data always, right? And that's not, and, and, and probably only to us, right? And also, how is this increasing my conversion rate? And, and the, the answers to those questions for every other payments company in the space is, sorry, it's not your data anymore. And also, we don't really care about your conversion rates. Those are your problems. You figure that out yourself. So what we did was say, let's just, let's just try and solve the most important product pr problems for the merchant side of how are we making sure they always get their data and always get their relationship with their customer. But then how do we actually improve their conversion rates on, on the experiences they have where it's not just about putting our button there. It's about doing it in ways that, that provide lift and better experience for that merchant. And that's really the difference between us and everyone else in the payments category. Everyone else is focused on consumer, consumer, consumer. And I don't want to say we don't love and care about the consumer and the shopper because they're super important. But what differentiates Skipify is that we have a, a laser focus on providing merchant value. And, and, and that's why you see us do some things differently where we're creating purchasing inside of these different channels. It's because we're actually trying to be helpful for the merchant to drive better results. Right. And, and then that creates a whole bunch of technology and different partnerships and, and some of these other deployments that are just different. You don't see you don't see other payment methods being able to do that. When a brand is looking to kind of start this, um, where do you suggest they start first? Do you think email is the most important? Do you see social display, all of them? Like how does that what do you see there? Yeah, I would say the first thing would just be to get started and feel like it's okay, whatever it is, and whatever it is that they want to get started with, we're are happy to start there. Email is an easy one, particularly if they're on Cheetah, because it's going to be, it's going to look great and perform great. And, you know, it's easy to, to do, right. But, but I would say just get started, whatever it is. Before we wrap up, you kind of touched on this a little bit in the beginning when you mentioned the 30% lift in ROI. But do you want to kind of summarize some of the results that you're seeing that can, that brands can kind of look to present to anyone for budget purposes? Sure. So the first thing I would say before I say anything about results is you got to do it right. This is a, if you do it wrong, it'll hurt your performance. That would be the very first thing I say. And, and we've, we've already seen some examples of that where like you can't go cutesy on doing 
going the wrong way with this because it's, um, you know, you can, you can blow up some of your performance by doing it wrong. I would just, I would leave it there. Um, and, and if you go by what we think are best practices, which is like, hey, make shopping front and center. Don't make people click on things to be able to start shopping. Make the, you know, the purpose of some of these emails is to convert. So let's convert. Let's not do other stuff and then bury the fact that we're trying to sell. If you do that, if you have that sort of approach, it's not going to work. That would just be the very first thing I would say. If, if you're a marketer that has the right approach and then you skip, you just skip by the right way to, to make shopping easy inside of those emails, we've seen 30, 40 plus percent increase in revenue from emails, not just like clicks or interactivity or click outs or conversion rate, but 40% increase in revenue from email. We've seen 44%, 40%, 37%. 10.3%. Um, and, and we are yet to have, um, you know, a, a, I think when we know what needs to happen, the performance is pretty consistent. If we go off-roading and we start testing, then people need to know, Hey, it's, we're not, we don't know how it's going to go. <laughs> like it's like any other test. Um, card abandon alone is a, is a pretty easy one. We should expect 10% or so increase from card abandon. Um, and, uh, you know, I, th I think the other thing that we've seen that's been pretty neat is impact on subscribe rates. That's where I think people need to be very careful. If you start doing really cutesy stuff with, with interactive emails and you're not doing it well, you're going to, you're going to get a ton of unsubscribes. So that's something on the downside to this of like, you got to manage this correctly. If you do that part poorly, people are just going to unsubscribe very fast your email list. Um, the flip side is if you do a good job and people feel like, hey, this is valuable. I can shop from the email. This is saving me time. This is a neat experience. We've seen a, about a 50% decrease in unsubscribe rate, which is pretty awesome for email marketers. Um, and then we're just starting to get our first data back about repeat performance. So these are people that already have Skipify accounts and, and, they, and they're starting to know, oh, this is one of those shoppable emails. And that's where it starts to get really, really interesting for, for marketers is, is three months in, four months in of doing this because they're, all of a sudden they're in their second or third campaign where the person already, they, then that, the experience for that person in the email inbox is, oh, if I open this email, it's easy for me to buy from it, right? And so we're already starting to see some data there around increased open rate even and better rates of interactivity for email in general in addition to you know, better conversion and, and uh, revenue numbers. Briefly interested, how did you, um, you know, start the process with Cheetah? You know, how did you pick us as, 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 a, as, you know, as an ESP? Or you know, as how, how did that process start? Because work had to go in in the background. A lot of work, as you said, you know, the last... With well, more more than three months, four or five, six months. So, how did that all sort of happen? Oh uh, well, we're I was at Responsus previously. I mentioned, and way back in the day, Responsus used to battle against Exact Target, which is obviously where where Peter and Samir were previously. And so, I got connected to Peter first and Samir um, in part through some of those connections. So, way back in the day, before we were, now we're best friends, and you know love each other deeply. We used to be, we used to be arch enemies. Um, 
and and competing directly against you know for the exact same merchants selling email and cross-channel platforms and so that was the start um and that you know i really appreciated what they what they built at exact target and and um and obviously after having seen them move over to cheetah it was like hey they're really gonna these people get the space better than anybody and they're they're gonna build a you know an independent self-sustaining great brand that just puts technology and great marketing at the forefront of what they're doing. And that, and that was you know, pretty easy having known a little bit about, you know, each of them and knowing them a little bit before that to say, Hey, let's, let's really join forces here and, and build something really neat. The other piece, if you're just listening to this from the, on the, on the merch, on the customer side is it's been six months of us building some of this and learning and having, you know, some of those programs where we don't, where the results aren't, fantastic because you're just figuring out how to do some of this stuff and so i think you know if, if you're a merchant that's interested in it the good news is you don't have to it's you know we're still a startup there think there are times where we're not perfect i'm not going to say we are but we try super hard and, and we work really hard and our, i think our team is very competent and capable um but as a merchant you get the benefit from we just spent six months in the trenches testing all this crap and building everything to make sure it works and you know and and that included emails not being delivered correctly and and some some things breaking and and, and we're so we're through most of those problem phases um and we're ready to start going um with you know with other merchants okay let's take us take us away what is one piece of wisdom that we could uncage from you Com- does not have to be related to this conversation at all but things that you've learned along the way or advice you've passed down. If the stars don't align, go move them. Like whatever it is you're trying to do. But that also implies it's going to be super hard and you better expect it to be hard. And, and that's just part of the, part of the process. Um, but, you know, if you're willing to go through that, then you could create a better, different outcome for yourself or whomever. Yeah. Go move them. Go move those stars. We appreciate that. Thank you for talking to us today. Yeah, thank you anytime. Love the Cheetah team. Y'all are great. Subscribe to Uncaged Wisdom for the latest and greatest in digital marketing insights and how they're solving problems with software and strategies. Glamorous startup life.